If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT at KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about making money, spending money, saving money, growing money, investing money. Today, we're going to talk about part two of last week's show, which is the flip side of renting somebody's home, which is renting your home to somebody for profit. We're going to talk about how you might do that, what the opportunities are, as well as the pitfalls. As we get up to the summer travel season, this might be your year to cash in for a little extra side dough. We'll talk about that and more after the break. Hey, Money Matters community, KT here. I could use a little help. And I'm hoping that maybe you, my regular listener, would be willing to give me a little bit of feedback. I've been running the show now for more than 110 episodes. I'm trying to figure out how best to grow my audience and keep it fresh and interesting for those that are tapped into the Money Matter community. How can you get this feedback to me? Well, there are a number of ways. First, you could go to ktsmoneymatters.com and you could complete a questionnaire. This would be great if you are interested in sharing talk ideas or shows that you'd be interested in learning more about in the future. Or you could rate and review my show wherever you listen to your podcasts. But most importantly, if you happen to listen to your podcasts on Apple, taking just a minute to rate and review my show really helps boost my listenership. I appreciate the fact that you listen to my show on a regular basis and that this is an ask that I have for you to help me. Hopefully you'll take a few minutes, rate and review my show and give me some feedback. And remember, you can always send me an email right off of the KT's Money Matters website. I appreciate your feedback. And now back to the show. So I always think about how things used to be. I know it's a sign of aging. You know, when we used to have rotary phones mounted on the walls, when we used to rent a home from a realtor, when we used to buy a home from a realtor, Things have been kind of tough for realtors lately. Renting your home out for the purposes of this particular podcast today, we're talking about renting your home out to sublet a space in your home temporarily for maybe somebody coming to the area or renting your whole home out to somebody who might use it as a vacation destination. The majority of this work has gone online. I talked a little bit about it in the last show. This idea of sites like VRBO or Airbnb or HomeAway or Flipkey and how they work for consumers looking to rent properties for vacations. This has become a huge trend in America and frankly, around the world. I think hotels and resorts have kind of just priced themselves to a place where people are wondering, could they get more? If they gave up the brand and went somewhere else, 
And although this might be kind of a dangerous model, say if we were talking about the future earnings potentials of, say, Marriott, we're not today. We're talking about you, you the homeowner, and whether or not you could make a little extra dough with your house and what it's going to cost to do that. Because let's face it, there's no free lunch in the money business, much as I would like it. There's a little yin and yang with everything financially. So first, let's talk about renting a room out in your house. This is a very popular kind of way to get some extra dough. This works really well if you are in a major city, say like Boston. You know, I've got some clients who've got homes in Boston and they've got an extra room or an extra area and they're renting those houses on Airbnb. And in the summer, they fill them a lot and frequently with people that come and share a part of their house. Now, you got to be pretty friendly for that. Not everybody's like that. I'm more of the own the whole place myself kind of person. But I see a lot of this, you know, I live up on the beach in New Hampshire, where, by the way, you can put your toe in the water for about six weeks, you know, if you're the hardy type. Otherwise, it's pretty cold, even in the summer. But you can rent a home in New Hampshire and you could use a site like VRBO or Airbnb or HomeAway. You could do it in all parts of the country, frankly, all parts of the world. So part of what you got to ask yourself as a homeowner is, are there a certain number of weeks a year that I'm going to be out of my house? So like, let's say, for example, I'm going to go to Italy this year, you know, after the virus, maybe in the fall. Well, it's still really nice out. And maybe I could decide to pick up a little subsidy to my vacation by renting out my primary residence while I'm gone. Nice house at the beach. Now, I'm not going to make a killing on this. This isn't going to be like my get rich quick scheme, but this might be a great way for me to add a little bit of spending money to my trip. I could maybe make two, $3,000, maybe more. Depends upon where you live. Depends upon the kind of house that you have. You should know that the averages are all over the map, depending upon what it is you have to offer. So if you have one room in your house versus a whole house, versus a whole house at the beach or a whole house with a pool, the numbers are just really everywhere. But if you've thought about renting out your house and you know that there's either parts of your house or the whole house that you don't use for certain times of the year and you're thinking maybe we could use this. So like if you're lucky enough to, uh, I don't know, have the Olympics coming to your area, you could go visit your cousins and rent your house out for $10,000 a week during the Olympics. Or if you happen to be in the area where the World Series is going to be, or you happen to be in the area where the Super Bowl is going to be, you could rent your house out and make a lot of money doing something just like that. So think about this. If you've ever thought about renting out your house or you've thought about renting out part of your house and you've wondered what it really takes and how much money could you really make, I've designed this show for you. So the first thing you need to know is you could actually just go list it with your local realtor that handles vacation rentals. I live on the beach. You can't throw a stone without hitting one of those guys. And they rent the houses all the time. You can expect to pay 10% on the commission easily. And they're only listing through their realtor. So often what you get is exclusivity. They rent it. 
they get a bigger cut. They can be responsible for doing the background check of the renter and they can collect the fees for you so that you never have to deal with the renter, but that's 10%. Some are charging more. Along comes the internet with sites like HomeAway, VRBO, and Airbnb. These sites have changed the home rental business and frankly opened up significantly more people to the idea of renting a home or renting their own home while they go rent somebody else's home. It's also driven down the cost of advertising and renting that home. In fact, you can advertise on Airbnb for free. However, of course, you know, you pay once it's rented. So what you need to do is decide, do I really want to rent it? How many weeks and what are the exact weeks and times that I have it available? And then if you're not sure what you can get for it, I just went in and Googled, how much could I rent my house for? And I got all kinds of sites that help you figure out how much. But certain sites like Airbnb, as an example, has a calculator. They even have somebody who is an expert on the regions, but you pick your own price. Now, there's a lot of coaching that says, don't put it up too high because frankly, people can see all the houses at the same time. And you better have a really good reason for why your house is $300 a night if the house that looks just like it is 250. Now, maybe you don't care. Maybe you're willing to wait and hopefully rent it for 300, but you might have more vacancies at 300 than at 250. But it really depends upon what your market is, how much more is available around there, and how much people really want to be where you are. You also want to look at what am I going to pay when I do get the rental done? So there are some costs, because let's face it, like I said before, it would be great if it were free, but you know, it's not. I rented through a realtor, 10%, 12%, maybe even 15%. I have to pay a cleaning fee or I have to go clean it myself. And I got to tell you, that's not likely to happen. So I have to pay a cleaning fee. I maybe have to buy insurance if somebody breaks something or damages something in my house. So I got to make sure that I set the price enough to that I pay those things and I'm not like going, why did I even bother to do this? That's why you really have to pay attention to what your price point is. Secondly, I might have to pay tax on my income. So if I rent my home more than 14 days a year, it's considered income. Less than 14 days a year, I don't have to declare that income and I can't write off any of my expenses around renting it. So if I'm just going to rent it for a week or two while I'm on vacation somewhere else, it's actually pretty easy. But if I'm going to rent it off and on for months when it becomes available, say it's a second home, then I'm going to have to declare that rental income. Now, I'll be able to write off all of my expenses associated with renting it, but not my expenses associated with owning it. So I could say, I have to pay for professional cleaning more often. I have to do more landscaping. I have to do more upkeep, which by the way is true. When more people are in your house more often, you will do all more of that. And all of that could be deducted against your income. You're also going to have to pay some of these sites eventually. So if I sell through Airbnb, I'm going to pay 3%. And if I sell through VRBO, I can decide to either pay $400 a year well, they call it $399, but you and I both know that's really $400. Or I could pay 8% at the sales. So it's kind of all over the map. 
Now, there are some things that Airbnb will do for you, like helping you match the price, how they collect the fees, how they pay them out to you. These are all important things to learn. Do I get my money right away? If somebody books my house six months from now, do I get paid? No, you don't. It gets held and you get paid after the person has checked in, typically 24 to 48 hours after they've checked in. So if you're renting a house and you're unhappy, you got to know, you got to scream quickly because once that money gets paid out to the owner, it's kind of hard to get it back. But I digress. We're talking about owners today. I'll get that money paid out if it's less than a 30-day stay. So instead, unless you're renting a house for a month, there's likely going to be some kind of vacation, hotel and resort, transient stay tax that will be set up by your state. Think it's unusual? About half the country has them. In fact, 20 states today have taxes on transiency residences, which of course include things like lodging. Sometimes you'll hear like the lodging tax, except that it's not just hotels, people. It's all of us. Now, the renter pays the tax, but the owner is responsible for collecting the tax. So Airbnb, they won't file the tax for you. They'll pass it through to you, maybe, but it's your responsibility to collect it and file it. One more job for you as homeowner, entrepreneur. Some firms will collect it and file it for you, but they charge more. You have to decide, are you going to do this or are you not going to do this? The problem is when you collect tax from somebody else, if you don't submit it and you get caught, it's fraud. Because this is not you not paying your taxes. This is you not paying somebody else's taxes. So it falls under the same rules as what we think about as payroll taxes in that you are the custodian for someone else's liability. And if they've given it to you, it's your liability to pass it on. And if you don't, it's you they go after. The biggest cases that you see tax fraud where people get either super high fees and penalties or jail time, it's almost always because they used someone else's tax money. So make sure that you're going to do this if you do it. You can't spend that money. You have to save it and you have to send it to the government. How much could it be? Well, you can Google your state and find out whether or not your state has a lodging tax. But I'll tell you what, mine does. All the ones around the coast tend to have a lodging tax because that's a large way that the government makes money on tourism. So New Hampshire is kind of a tourism state. I don't know if you've noticed. We have mountains, we have lakes, we have the ocean. We have the winter, we have foliage, we have summer. We have all the things that people love. We even have a little bit of kind of okay skiing. I wouldn't say it's the best skiing, but you know, it's in New Hampshire. And you could drive there from Massachusetts, which people do every weekend. All those people pay a lodging tax at the hotel, and they will if they rent your little place on Airbnb too. It's your job to collect it, and it's your job to send it in. Who are the worst states? I always love to know where it costs the most to do business. I'll have a drum roll, please. The very most expensive place to rent your own home in terms of lodging expenses, lodging taxes, Houston, Texas, 20%. Not very far behind is Los Angeles, California, and San Francisco, California at 17%. 
So the state of California allows for a hotels and resorts tax and allows the towns and the counties to decide what those tax rates are. So if you like San Diego, it could be 10% instead. So really, when I say to you, they are all over the map, they are all over the map. You as an owner have to get your borrower past that. These are things websites and realtors do really well that you putting a listing in the Boston Globe might not do as well. Now, last week, we talked a little bit about what you should think about if you were a renter trying to rent a house, what you should be looking for. Here's what I'll say to you if you're an owner. It's different. When you're an owner, pictures of your home to reflect the best parts of your home. If you have a lovely backyard and a lovely crystal blue swimming pool, especially if you have a lovely crystal blue swimming pool, should be on the front. If you have an up-to-date and immaculate kitchen, if you have beautiful bedrooms, if you have two bathrooms, you should have pictures of both bathrooms. Guess what? If you have really bad looking bathrooms and you don't put pictures on it, I just told people last week how they shouldn't rent your house because if you don't have a picture of bathroom, there's usually a reason. You can put like almost an unlimited number of pictures of your home. So if you don't put enough up there so that people can really see the home, then they don't really know what they're renting. And the one thing you really don't want is that call on the first day where somebody says, I'm really unhappy. This home is nothing like you made it appear online. See, most people are good people. And there aren't that many, really that many jerks out there, but there are a lot of misperceptions. So if you're wondering how these guys are doing, I looked at Site Jabber, which looks at how companies are reviewed online. And so what I looked at was HomeAway had something like 1,600 reviews and 1.25 stars. And the reviews were uh, all bad. People felt misled. People felt like they weren't being handled right, that they got there. The house wasn't just what they wanted. These are the kind of hassles that keep people renting their houses. But here's what I'll say to you. They have something like 800,000 homes out there for rent. There are a lot of great homes that nobody bothers to put a good review on. There are a lot of people that have a great experience with HomeAway and don't bother completing the review. You usually get the super happy or the really unhappy people. And I'll tell you what, it was really true on HomeAway. It was really true on Airbnb. But most of the complaints were the house wasn't what people said it was. Now, if you plan on renting your house and doing well with it, it's really important to be honest. Take good pictures in the best possible light. Declutter as much as you can so the home feels open and spacious. And don't give them really broken down stuff to sit on. People hate that. They rent a home and then they get there and it looks like their grandfather lived there 15 years ago and no one's lived there since. And the pots and pans are scratchy and dusty and the house kind of smells of mold. People are going to complain. They're not going to pay and not complain. They don't expect you to be a hotel, but they expect you to be immaculate and operational. So you need to decide that that's what you'll do if you're going to rent it. If you're not willing to do that, work harder at your day job because the amount of guff you're going to get from people that are just going to complain and want their money back. And frankly, some of these sites are really quick. 
to give the money back to the renter. Some of them, not as much. I always say there's a shoe for every foot. If you're not really going to do the right thing and you just want to rent it quickly, put it on VRBO because they are really hard to get money back for renters. If you're trying to do the right thing, Airbnb has the single biggest, highest volume traffic. You want to sell You want to rent your house a lot? You want to rent it well? Understanding that they're going to uphold their reputation as well as yours? I've had owners tell me that they hate Airbnb because they settle too quickly. Well, it all depends upon what kind of homeowner you want to be and what kind of renter you want to be. Now, you guys know that I love big, wild stories about things that don't go well and how terrible it was. And I am open for this. In fact, I would love to hear from somebody who is successfully renting their home through either one of these sites or rental agency or self-directed that would be willing to be a guest on the podcast and just share how they do it, how it works, and how much money they could really make, say, over a year or a couple years or a few years. Because there are a lot of people doing it, but I actually never see anybody making a lot of money at it. So I'm really curious about how much of a moneymaker is this for people? And I'm really open to hearing how they feel about it. Was it worth it? Is it a good way to supplement the cost of a second home? See, I think that's really how most people will use it is they buy a home for themselves. They're going to use it so many weeks, they're going to try to rent it the rest to make a little money to help pay the mortgage payment. But the idea that somebody does it for a living and they're really doing an Airbnb or a VRBO or renting themselves, not long-term tenants, but transiency tenancy and making good money doing that, I'm dying to hear that story. So if you have one, feel free to reach out to me at ktsmoneymatters.com or Kathleen at ktsmoneymatters.com as an email address. If you're getting ready to rent your house this summer, I wish you the best. Until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.